0: every year the trailer for another series of Doctor Who is released, and I tell myself I won't get excited, I won't invest in another series of television that I know will be disappointing. And yet on the 31st of October I sat down to watch the Halloween apocalypse at 6.30 and was surprised to find that actually it was okay. Not quite RTD era good, but perhaps at the level of a middling Moffat story. If the show managed to keep going in this way, it might not be good but at least it would be watchable. Before we start, There aren't actually many spoilers in here, there are a few, but I couldn't really be bothered to summarize the whole thing. At this point, the only people still watching Doctor who are hardcore fans are total idiots. So, Dan is an excellent companion, he is well rounded and feels like a real human. Yaz is a human too, and her relationship with the Doctor exists. Although the arc she has is curiously reminiscent of Clara's, Chibnall throws a series of seemingly unconnected plot threads at us, and two thirds of them are resolved. Which is a win. Episode 2 is even better, it is probably the best Centauran story in all of New Who and maybe ever. They are, for once, actually scary and not just comic relief, the historical aspect is well utilized and doesn't take away from the aliens. It also works as its own self-contained story. By episode 3 I was starting to get a bit bored, the series enjoyed consistently asking questions but never tried to answer them. I hope that by the midpoint we might have a few answers, but, if you've seen the whole series you know that major plot threads are still unanswered. I'm fine with leaving things open, I like mystery. But, when you market flux as one long story I expect the story to end at episode 6. We are introduced to two characters who are worst example of this problem. Vinder and Belle are two lovers separated by the flux. Vinder joins the doctor in the hope of? Belle is pregnant which means that? Vinder works for? Belle is? The series asks questions about the pair, sets them up as protagonists but never uses them. I'm not kidding when I say they could be totally omitted and the story would not change. The actors put their all into the characters they were believable, they had great dialogue but they were just unnecessary. Episode 4 features the return of the weeping angels, the concept of the episode is a good one a story that properly utilizes the ability angels have to send people back in time. But it feels a little rushed. Yaz and Dan are separated from the doctor and Yaz takes on the doctor role, she does this a lot in the story. So much so that Chibnall basically uses Yaz as a version of the Doctor, then forgets that Yaz is a human, not another regeneration, and presumes that Dan and then the Doctor have actually got a relationship with each other. A fundamental untruth. Another major problem with Flux as a whole is made prevalent in this episode. Chibnall is great at creating interesting visuals, and more importantly, stunning cliffhangers. But he can't deliver. Episode 4 ends with the Doctor becoming a weeping angel. The sequence is stunning but when episode 5 begins we see that the doctor has in fact just been teleported via weeping angel magic or something. The angels then disappear from the story and an excuse to reveal more about them is thrown away. This same trope happens again in episode 5. We end with a fob watch being opened, and when we return next week the aliens who opened it use their magic to keep the memories inside and just tease both the audience and the doctor, bait and switch is not a technique that can be used again and again, especially across long-form television in the end it just alienates your audience. Due to the sheer amount of plot threads in the series Chibnall feels he can't actually wrap up the plot with just one doctor, instead of using the Ruth doctor or Yaz, he instead opts to have three Jodie Whitakers running about. It's utterly pointless and lazy storytelling. But it is redeemed by what I think is probably the best scene Jodie's doctor has had, full stop. Her scene with Craig Parkinson's Grand Serpent captures the essence of her doctor perfectly, it mixes zany humor and serious anger but is always lighthearted. It then ends with a scene straight out of Day of the Doctor. Sadly it just isn't enough to redeem the series. I think I enjoyed about half of this series, it had a lot of things going for it and maybe that's where it stumbled, by shoving everything he had at this series Chibnall made it into a bloated mess, I'm not even sure if 10 episodes would have been enough to explain everything. I'll leave you with some thoughts that didn't quite fit into the main review. 1. Swarm and Azure, who are they, I still don't understand what they wanted or why? Two will someone please explain how the world works now? The flux destroyed everything, there are no other planets. 3. If the dog people ships could stop the flux, why is it the most powerful thing in the universe? 4. Does Chibnall even know how he will end the timeless child stuff? It feels like he's just biding time and going to make RTD do it. 5. Please can the whole Chibnall era be taking place in a parallel universe and we find out that over the other side of the dimensional divide is Capaldi? Maybe it's all part of some huge plan, Omega?